Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Sci-Fi Watcher on this Friday night, episode number 217. Glad you could join us for another Night Flyers conversation. I'm Corey Shrett. Mr. Brian Lee is joining me again. Brian, what's going on? Hey, Corey. Good to be here. Brought our friend along as well. Carlos, how's it going? Uh, pretty good. How's it going? Doing good. Doing good. Well, we're back again. Another night here. Fun field night of Night Flyer conversation. Yep. Let's get into it to episode two, Torches and Pitchforks. Teleplay by David Cerrone, uh, came out on December 3rd, 2018, directed by Andrew Weekend at Bernie's McCarthy. <laughs> that's serious? <laughs> yeah, that's Andrew Andrew McCarthy. I, I verify that it's the same Andrew McCarthy. Oh, I think wow. I saw him behind the scenes. I did see him behind the scenes. Yeah, because yeah, it's funny, as I'm watching the episode, I'm like, Andrew McCarthy? I'm like, uh, okay, I got to look this up. I'm like, yep. <laughs> Play the smart alecky one. Yeah. 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 He does that a lot. <laughs> so Thale's on the loose still, and everyone's looking for Thale. Yeah, and they're uh, the the good Doctor Carl puts Murphy out <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> because Murphy's on fire. Uh, <laughs> this guy's not having a good day. After being slam danced into the control panel and then set on fire, he's. Uh, you know, this is like the only character at this point who's even come close to dying. <laughs> and it's like, uh, I'm, I feel so sorry for him. It, it's just... Uh, Murphy's the audience, that's why. Yeah. <laughs> is he the audience? Really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, isn't, Mur- is, isn't Murphy the one that becomes RoboCop too? <laughs> I mean... Yep, that's him. It's the, it's the same guy. Okay, here we go. <laughs> More backstory for RoboCop. <laughs> yeah, he's just and, having a bad day on this ship. Oh, yeah. Because he started off, what, getting his back broken. And they're like, oh, we fixed your back. Oh, let's uh, let me test my car lease now. <laughs> I just want to watch more episodes now to see what else they do to, to, to Murphy. <laughs> Poor guy. Yeah, oh, yeah. So sad. <laughs> and uh, I guess from there, uh, I guess Lomi is hauling out because her hauling ass i think she's she went to her room and uh she was uh still freaking out about being cyber possessed so that was uh and she gets there and um lo and behold thale is there to ask for directions which i think is kind of hilarious because why couldn't he just like glean it off of her mind oh good point good catch there yeah so yeah it's like tell me where it is or i'm gonna kill you it's like or hurt you like um uh okay no he should have went like oh thanks okay you know <laughs> well I, I don't think he's advanced enough to know how to wipe or rewrite because he could have done that easily to a lot of the people he's already encountered mm. i mean um so yeah, I mean, the fact that he was the the last person to see Murphy before he got on fire, and then he just shows up here. It's like he's he goes, "I'm going to connect the dots and meet everybody else until I get to where I'm going." And how, how did he get out? <laughs> that's the thing. Nobody that's never explained in this episode. Yeah, it's just the doors open. He's out. Like did did I did somebody somebody must have let him out? One of the the saboteur maybe if there is if he's not the saboteur. I right? don't know. Yeah, I mean that's uh, the only thing I could think of. Yeah, it would make sense for the saboteur to let him loose in order to cause chaos and and throw the blame and uh, constant blame thrower. Because, and, uh, <clears throat> yeah, because they say 
later on, I mean, this isn't a spoiler, but they say he cannot open doors with his mind or anything like that. Right. He's not a telekinetic. Right. And uh, I would have almost thought that he somehow uh, went into Agatha's mind, but she took off right after, uh, right after the cyber possession. So I don't know if she even had the time or the inclination to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we also see that Lomi damaged her uh, neural port, and I guess it was just like self-inflicted. Uh, I didn't understand that part of it. She just it's like she was trying to carve it out or something. Yeah, it yeah. freaked her out. I mean, come on, you got cyber possessed. Exactly. And uh, I think that's when uh, Mel confronted her. She showed up and confronted her about uh, uh, you shouldn't remove it. That's who you are, and that's what you're good at. You know, stuff like that. Giving her the encouraging speech. Um, One thing I want to point out is episode two. We get our first look at the opening credits. You know. In this episode, and it looks distinctly like Game of Thrones mixed with Westworld. <laughs> well, I could see that. I mean, it you know you got the music and the like animation. You know, well they're, oh, they're playing off the George R. R. Martin thing, obviously. Yeah, yeah. What was the reference to the seed, though? I mean, because uh, that that's the first thing that comes up is the the uh, was it the dandelion seed that comes up and mm-hmm. yeah. And from there, it just goes into the the seed from there. So Ooh, interesting. I don't know. I don't know if that's supposed to be a reference to what's coming further down the line, or if it just happens to be something that's graphically pleasing. <clears throat> graphically but, uh, pleasing. Nah, no, clue. <laughs> no, no clue. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that was a pretty good catch. I don't. Yeah, I don't remember seeing the uh, opener for the first episode. So yeah. No, nah, I wasn't there. Wasn't there. Okay. What about the bee lady? Yeah, uh, what's Tessie. Yeah. Yeah, what's up with her? I mean, uh okay, so she walks out basically having the entire hive floating around her, either floating or hanging off of her. And She's uh beastmaster. Beastmaster. Oh, boo. <laughs> boo. <laughs> Uh, I kind of wonder if she is um, basically capable of uh, capable of controlling the bees through some kind of uh, maybe artificial pheromone or something of that nature, and then she just like released them. Well, I didn't really think about. It. I thought she's just a horticulturalist. Uh, well, well I, we're talking I don't know about her sex life, but that's something different. well we're talking about 21st century uh horticulturalist well but when she was doing that weird thing with the bees and stuff i'm like she's probably not really there i thought she was like a hologram or something in his mind that was my impression too until later on people are talking i'm like yeah never mind no no she's there she's there i i have a feeling gut feeling because remember he made a comment where he can't read her mind because the bees were like interfering i have a feeling i have a feeling that that's going to um i have a feeling that's going to come back again somewhere down the road in one of the later episodes. Oh, so like she, there's something else about her, not just the bees. Or somehow the bees are going to play a major part in, in one of the scenes later on in the show. Ooh, a, uh, a psychic cloaking device. Yeah, because <laughs> why, why would they put that in here unless it plays a part somewhere down the road? I think it just looks cool visually is what I was thinking. Like, oh, look how cool those bees look. 
where they're trying to fill 42 minutes and they needed another three minutes to go. <laughs> well, she didn't seem at all at, at all um, scared by uh, being in the presence of a no one. Everyone else seems kind of shaken with the exception of Agatha. And well, she spent a lot of time with him. That's why. Yeah. But it seemed like uh, um, the, the horticulturalist, she just seemed like at ease the whole time. There's no stress. No fear, no nothing. Mm. There's something about her, then. Yeah, you watch her. She yeah, could be the saboteur. <laughs> what did you think of the whole part with putting Murphy into the memory machine and showing what happened to him before he got burned? Oh my God! Can you torture this guy enough? <laughs> I, I know. I know. He's tortured enough in the uh, real world, and they make him replay. It. But I'm, I'm wondering. I mean, because they show Thale actually doing this. I don't think. Thale did it. Do you think somebody tampered with the memory machine to make it look like it was Thale? No. I think he did it. You think Thale burned him? Yeah. Why do you think that? We we haven't gotten an explanation for that in this episode at all. Mm. Oh, you have an idea? I have an idea, but it could be it could be that something happened to he read his mind and something he didn't like what he saw. Hmm. Okay, but I don't know. It's I mean, that's, that's a guess. I don't see Thale. Actually, oh, go ahead. Well, remember uh, in episode one, Murphy had that argument with the doctor in the in the lunchroom about bringing on an L one. Um, he has a history with L ones. He has. He, a, he's, he has an aggressive history with L ones. Maybe maybe uh, Thale gleaned that off of him and decided to take advantage of the fact that he was standing in a puddle of fuel or something uh-huh. and then just set him on fire to, to get away. Also, why stand in a puddle of fuel? Honestly, come on. Well, he didn't need to do that. He didn't need to burn him to get away because remember he made the gun look like a human heart. Well, that was actually the panel he was working on. He, I guess he needed to reset something in that panel. And there was, uh, basically there was like a flammable fuel of fluid in some of those pipes. And, um, it's kind of weird that it just happened to leak in that area, but mm. yeah, because yeah. they did show that they made sure to put a little thing there to show you that something was leaking. But there was an open fire above his head that he grabbed. What was that open fire for? No, that was a like a flashlight. He slammed a flashlight into the ground, and it. Oh, set... I thought it was like a uh, <laughs> like a like a torch. Yeah, <laughs> a torch. like the old steampunk lanterns. <laughs> <laughs> H.G. Wells Night Flyers. There you go. <laughs> okay, I, I guess the last, the really other big part of this is the uh, medical area where they want to take these medical, the guards want to take medical spider and hook it up with a laser to go after Thale. What did you think of that? Oh, yeah. Uh, recipe for disaster. I mean, come on. Oh, lasers on a spider. Come on. But you can control the, the spider. Uh, pro- uh, program. Yeah, programming the spider and putting a uh, a laser on it, and and um, and then uh, all of a sudden it gets reprogrammed like super quickly. You know what was funny though? It's it's a flashback to the movie. It's kind of a modern it, modern take of it, I think. No, in the movie, in there, in the uh, when she's explaining about the spider, she's like, "Oh, lasers! Those are for repairing the outside of the hull." And that's what they did with lasers in the movie. I was thinking of the in the movie the the medical bay scene with the with the uh, telepath in that one. Yeah, same idea except these are a little more portable. Yeah, hmm. um, I, mean, 
I love the whole idea of the, the spider just gets loose and you hear it clicking around and you, know, you don't know where it is. Did you did you watch the behind the scenes afterwards where they mm-hmm. talked about the spider? No, I didn't. Oh, um, because that's all animatronics. The mm-hmm. way the spider moved was all real. It wasn't CG. So they, they actually jump around and like look like an animal and you know. Yeah, but they didn't make it climb the ceiling. <laughs> no, they did. It actually did. They put magnets on a feet. But or? his his movements, remember, because his movements were kind of like jittery. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They that was all just robotics. That wasn't CGI. Hmm, okay. Cool. Nice. I like that. I like more physical effects than you know digital. Yeah. Well, plus it makes it easier for the uh, for the actors to interact with it when it's actually there. That's true. But I well, love. Well, go ahead. What what the other thing that bothered me was the cover up of Fail by Roy. Like, oh, faulty wiring. You know? Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, I, I think Roy did that because he's more interested in finishing this mission with first contact than he is with delving into the consequences of somebody's aggressive actions. I mean, um, but he said at the he went like a full 180 from when the L1 showed up. When the L1 showed up, he's like, get that guy off of here, you know? Well, I think that also comes back to um, the the very ending, and I don't want to jump there yet, but um, um, we ne- we start seeing evidence of like like when we when you know the captain's watching, the the cameras are, are orange, but when we when somebody else is watching, the cameras are red. So who else is watching through the system? Oh, well, he also says he's going to adjust Murphy's memory, so. The faulty wiring incident is in there. I thought that was kind of messed up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but the uh, that second in command, um, uh, what's his name? Augie. August or August Augie? Augie. Yeah, he, he's watching. Uh, he's watching the whole thing, so he knows what's going on. Uh, I guess he he could be ordered to shut up. But he was. He was ordered to shut up. He, he was ordered to shut up. Yeah. Okay. But yeah. It, it's like he's like, it's like he's the one person on the ship who's keeping track of everything. Yeah, and uh, even though like the captain sees part of this and the doctor sees part of that, it seems like he's the only one who's trying to make sure that he knows the whole story. Right. I I think the best part of this episode were the spider bots and the death scenes. I think they were top notch. <laughs> the oh. first actual deaths in the yes. in the uh, in the show. And Murphy still lives. Yes, Murphy's alive. <laughs> He's going to call him. But. Only to be tortured again at some point in the future. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, we still got eight more episodes. We'll probably see it there. <laughs> Once you get stuck, stung by bees. <laughs> <laughs> That'll happen. That'll happen. But I guess we should wrap this up. But what about the last, pretty much the last scene where the captain walks in and says he overrides the unauthorized user on the spider and just shuts it down? Right. That that was what I was talking about with the uh, the camera and the red light. When he looks up at back at the camera... And he basically says, "I know you're. I know you're doing this as if there's a another person in the system who's working against the captain to sabotage the 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 whole mission." And yeah. so this is this is where it comes back to what, what I was mentioning before about wanting to see the saboteur. Now I know there's a saboteur, but I don't know who it is. So that'll be next week. Or no, I'm sorry, tomorrow's <laughs> episode, actually, they didn't do it weekly, they did tomorrow, and that'll be tomorrow's episode of Night Flyers. <laughs> so, still hooked? Are you still hooked here? 
Uh, yeah, I think so. Uh, I I did. I was very interested in seeing uh, Augie actually, uh, not Augie, uh, Thale show off his abilities, like making people think, uh, make uh, people think that the other guard was him, and mm-hmm. that guy shoots his own guy, and almost kills him, <laughs> and yeah. uh, and then he uh, also you find out about the his blindness to the bees. That was interesting. Yeah, I like that. Well, I think that's going to come back. For, we'll have to wait and see. Yeah. All right. I want to thank Mr. Brian Lee for being here tonight. Of course, Brian, where are you found online? Uh, you can find me uh, all over the place. Twitter, Instagram. The uh, username is Brian says. Street corners. You'll find them everywhere. There you go. <laughs> and of course, I want to thank Carlos for being here. And uh, Carlos, we will see you again for tomorrow's episode. Absolutely. And of course, you can always reach us at sayproductions.com slash sci-fi watcher. That's where all our goodness is, all 217 episodes. Email is sci-fi watcher at sayproductions.com or drop us a voicemail, 774-327-2948, 774-32-SAY-IT. Well, everyone, I want to thank you for watching, or watching, hell, you're not watching, you're listening to this week's episode. And until tomorrow, hope you have a good one.